When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, this is behind the steel curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you on Tuesday. It's a victory Tuesday. I don't know if we can call it that or not. Not really because the Steelers are turning the page on to week 11. Here we go. It's the Mike Tomlin press conference recap. Yes, it's Tomlin Tuesday. He coach spoke with the media. Lots of good stuff there. So let's just go ahead and dive right into it. Coach Tomlin opened up talking about this past week's game and a few things there. Talked about, you know, as he usually does, he appreciates the efforts uh, of the players. Um, he was worried about, you know, coming out of the bye, you know, taking a little bit of time to warm up to the competition. We've seen this before as Steelers fans, where the team comes out of the bye, seems a little flat, even a little bit on both sides of the ball, taking a little bit to get going. That wasn't the case. That was not the case. I, I think back to oh, what what in 2019 when Ben Roethlisberger was injured. I was at the game. It was a Monday night game against the Dolphins coming out of the bye. Man, they were down 14 to nothing. I mean, that's that's what that's how bad it was getting warmed up for a game. Not this time. The defense hit the hit the ground running. The offense. Now, granted, they didn't score on their first possession, but they didn't go three and out. They at least had a first down. They pinned the the Saints deep which really set up the defense that was right in front of where I was sitting at the game. And man, it, they were, it was, everyone was fired up, got them going. Then they turned around and scored on the next possession. They got going right off the bat and it was a great way to start off. So I know exactly what coach Tom was saying that they, that they didn't have to take time to warm up to the competition. Um, coach Tomlin br- brought up and and commended the the efforts in the run game on both sides of the ball both for the Steelers and their ability to run the ball and the defense for their the great job they did shutting down Alvin Kamara 
Taysom Hill with the stuff they try to do. They did a fantastic job with that. I mean, the Steelers kept them under 30 yards rushing. That that was just that was just fantastic. Um, he talked about, he said, you know, Najee ran well. The line ran off the ball. Okay. Um, they they um he said that the, the Jalen ran well, Jalen Warren. And that Kenny extended plays well when he needed to, when he took off. So those were all different aspects of the run game that that added to the success for the Steelers. Um, and he said a lot of the stuff they did, especially with running the ball, he said it teed up possession downs. I mean, the Steelers were over 50% in third down conversions. That's really, really good. That's really good. And as I argue with Jeff Hartman, if you set your standard as being acceptable at 50%, you're going to be unacceptable a lot. But if you look at 50% as being very good, the Steelers were very good. They were over 50% on third downs. But the other thing that Coach Tomlin brought up, which is a great point, is keeping your team out of third downs. If every on every possession, as you drive the ball down the field, if you have to get to third down every time in order to, to, to get a new set of downs, you've got to you've got to convert third down after third down after third down. The key is, hey. Let's not get the third down. Let's get a first down on first down or second down. These are great things. He talked about that. He says that, that it kept them out of having too many third down situations that they had to convert, that they were able to move the ball in earlier downs, which was which was great. Coach Tom then went on to talk about injuries. He says Kevin Dotson is dealing with a hip. Man, he went Kevin Dotson. He went from ankle to abdomen to hip. Um, he says that may limit his participation early in the week, but it's not something right now that they're thinking that's going to rule him out for next week. Here's another one. Najee Harris has some knee discomfort. He said that, therefore, they might limit him early in the week, but at all, he, Coach Tomlin said, he does not expect that to affect his status for Sunday. Those are key things to, when he says that. That that that's some pretty good news. Uh, talked about you know Kella Witherspoon and his hamstring and continually working with him to see if he can get his way back. And then here's the other one that's interesting: Minka Fitzpatrick. Coach Tomlin says he's getting positive reports that that Minka could be included this week. That's right. He could have had an appendectomy on Saturday and possibly play eight days later. Now there's a question about that in the, in the question and answer period. I'll wait and talk about it there, but that's just what coach Tomlin says. That's that's coming with the positive reports about Minka. And the other thing was, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick, he was there on the sidelines. I don't know if you all saw him on TV. We saw him on the sidelines at the game that Minka Fitzpatrick was there and he was excited. He was involved. He seemed like regular Minka, Coach Tomlin said Minka wanted to play this past Sunday. He wanted to have the surgery on Saturday and play on Sunday. Now, you know, he says, wisdom tells you sometimes you got to hold a player back from something like that. That could even be the case coming up with Minka this week. Coach Tomlin, he's going to rely on the doctors is what he talked about later. But it, it just the fact that he is in even having a possible discussion that he could work his way back is, is crazy and very welcomed. Um, and then Coach Tom says, you know, there's some other bumps and bruises that they're dealing with, but not anything that may necessarily limit anyone enough to where it would show up on the injury report. Then he went on to talk about Cincinnati. Okay, here we go. Great win against the Saints. I know some people were downplaying it all. Oh, well, the Saints are bottom five team. Uh, sorry, going into the week, I'll talk about this more and more on my podcast. 
podcast. No, they weren't. When it came in terms of yardage, the Saints were the sixth best offense going into week 10. Don't tell me they're a bottom five team. Yeah, their record isn't good. Yeah, they're not putting up points. But don't tell me they're a bottom five team when, it, when in terms of yardage, they were number six in the NFL and the Steelers held them to under 200 yards of offense. Don't, don't give me that. Don't give me that. You know, they're, they're also one of the better teams. They're top 10 against the pass on defense. Hence why the Steelers went at them with the run because they're they're I mean they're top twenty but they're but they're lower than the Steelers they were nineteenth going into it but we don't need to talk about the Saints anymore because we are on to Cincinnati that's right on to Cincinnati all right Coach Tomlin said a few things there he says one thing that you have to be cognizant of they're coming out of their buy they have some things that they're going to you know some redistribution of the ball perhaps or maybe a couple of different ways of thinking about how they're going to do things that. You know, they, like the, what the Steelers do, did coming out of the bye, then you have to anticipate that coming from another team, that they're going to have the added time to maybe do things a little bit different. Um, said, and Coach Tom, I thought this was a, a key thing that he said. You can't allow their defensive front to dominate the game. He, that's what Coach Tom said. I'll say it again. They, you can't allow their defensive front to dominate the game. So that's something key that they're looking at when it when it comes to uh, the Bengals' defense. He says they've been getting more pressure on their opponents since they did in week one. He says they're very thoughtfully aggressive when it comes to blitzing. He mentioned, of course, Mike Hilton specifically, who the Steelers are very familiar with, um, and the Steelers were able to minimize a good bit in week one. It's a whole different matchup this time, so we'll have to see how it goes. Um, when he came to the offense, he says, you know, it starts with Joe Burrow. He makes good and quick decisions. Um, and, and and he's more willing to, to run now. Well, sorry, something with the defense I didn't say. He, of course, mentioned their safeties, um, their linebacker, Logan Wilson, some various players he mentioned along the way that just the Steelers need to be cognizant of. But offense, he says it starts with Joe Burrow. Says he makes good and quick decisions, and he's more willing to run now, meaning he's, he's taken off more than he did in week one. Now, I'll be honest, remember, when the Cincinnati Bengals faced the Steelers in week one, they went up against T.J. Watt. And this week, once again, this is great. They're going to be going up against T.J. Watt. Um, Coach Thomas says how they still have quality eligibles, even without Jamar Chase, who is going to be missing this game. And he says, with, but with Jamar Chase out, Joe Mixon, you know, has been gaining more traction. And he talked about later about when, when you go into a game and one of your playmakers is out, you have a tendency to lean a little bit more on other playmakers. Joe Mixon is that guy that they can lean on. Um, and coach Tom, he went on for a while, um, emphasizing stuff with special teams talks about how both special teams coordinators can, um, or have been in the league a long time. So they've had a lot of matchups against each other and, and basically is, you know, not downplaying the importance of special teams. If these two teams are, are that evenly matched, it could very well come down to all aspects of special teams in this game. Um, then. And when Coach Tomlin finished it up before he took questions, the one quote that he says, when you win, the subsequent ones get bigger. So in other words, being coming off of a win, this makes this game this week even bigger than it would have been otherwise. So uh, it's a big one coming up. It's flexed out of primetime. The Steelers play at 425 on CBS on Sunday. So we're getting ready to dive into a very interesting question and answer period. But before we do, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors to get into the really good stuff of the press conference. So stick around. 
And we are back, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Let's get on with this Q&A period. My goodness, it started off interesting. I could not tell who the reporter was, and I haven't found out yet who the reporter is. It, it's it's I, I wish I had better information, but the very first first reporter, um, and I actually got a copy of, of the question. This was shared by, by Brooke Pryor, who I'm critical of sometimes, who once again wants to say, Susie said Billy is cute, so what do you think, Billy? Uh, you know, the whole, hey, the player said this, what do you think? And Coach Tom just shut it down uh, when those questions are coming. He's like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. She's not the only one that does that, but uh, I've been critical of that in the past. But this this question from somebody else said, you mentioned the Bengals' ability to bring pressure, especially on the pass rush. Your Achilles heel has been the pass blocking on Kenny, which has caused, you know, causing multiple sacks over the last couple of weeks. Coach Tomlin interrupts to say, thank you for being so descriptive of that. The person jumped back in and he said, yeah, yeah, he's getting the hell beat out of him. Is it possible to correct technique on pass blocking throughout the middle of the season? So very candid, very uh, back and forth with that to start off. But Coach Tom was basically asked, can you fix pass blocking technique during the season? He's like, certainly. He's like, you you work on these things. That's why you go to individual um, position groups and drill work and stuff Uh during practice every day so you can work on these techniques um lots of question about the offensive line was asked about the run run blocking um um they had said about that that coach tomlin said you know it was a previous like now nah, be like that that earlier question i'm going to keep dumping on them um and he said with a laugh meaning you know you don't want these guys thinking they're doing good job. I was like, keep dumping on them make them make them work hard to to, to earn what they're doing he says because he said they've got to keep working They've still got to keep working to get better. Yeah, you know, you have a good game. You can't be satisfied with having a good game. You need a better game than what you had. So um, then he was asked about the run blocking improvement. Um, one thing that he taught, Coach Tomlin talked about in answering this, and I, I think this is really key, he says having better timing of when to come off double teams. Because when you're running zone, when you're zone blocking, as someone who, who coached football, coached the offensive line, when we run zone block, bottom line is, the way we look at it is two players are blocking two players, but you don't know which player is blocking that guy on the second level. What it is is you're both blocking the guy off the line of scrimmage. And then based on the play, based on what the defense is trying to do, one of those players is going to be responsible for the next guy, but it it all depends on how it works. And if the one guy leaves too soon to get to the next guy, he might not put the other guy in a position to continue the block. So if both guys are coming off, we we use the technique, the way we talked about it is hands on lineman, eyes on linebacker is the way that we talked about it. Just, just give you a little bit of background of what Coach Tom was answering here. So, th- so what you were doing, you'd come off your block, you'd get your hands on the lineman, but both guys are keeping an eye on the guy on the next level. If let, Let's say it's a guard tackle, you know, blocking a defensive tackle, and then there's a linebacker behind him. If And if the play's going, let, let, let's say it's your right guard and right tackle, and the play's going away from you, you know, maybe up the middle or, or just to the left side. If the guard comes off to go get that linebacker too soon, where the tackle isn't there to take over the block on the defensive tackle, then that defensive tackle has a chance of blowing up that play. But then again, if the guard doesn't come off soon enough to go get that linebacker, the linebacker could come blow up that play. So the way that works is, you know, you're both kind of combo blocking, 
ultimately the perfect world, what it is, is the two guys drive the one guy to the second guy, and then you just kind of suck him up in the pile is a great way to do it. But the other way is, is the guards kind of blocking blocking the tackle until the you know the tackle can get his body position and his feet in a way to where he can block him away from where the play is going while that guard goes on. That's just one example of how it works. But that's what Coach Tom was talking about. It's like better timing to come off of double teams. The only way those things really work is when the two players are used to working together and they work together in order to make that happen. And of course, as the season goes on, you hope that's getting better. And Coach Tomlin talked about that. Um, he was asked about the offensive line playing all their snaps together. And he said, you know, availability is big that these guys, I think the only person who's missed any snaps this year is Mason Cole. And he's missed, I think, five total. Um, that's been it. Other than that, the offensive line has played together all season. Um, then, then, um, that someone asked, okay, is there a last-minute hurdle that Minka Fitzpatrick has to has to go over in order to play? Coach Tom's like, I don't know if there's one specific thing he's got to pass, whatever. That's up to the doctors. I'm not going to try to do their job for them. Um, very good, Coach. Uh, sometimes um, oh, this was asked about with, with the sacks and going back to the offensive line. Um, Coach Tom did make the comment. He's like, sometimes it's Kenny that gets Kenny in trouble. In other words, the – what he's doing within the pocket, how long he's holding on to the ball, which is an acknowledgement of not all the sacks are on the offensive line. Sometimes it's also on the quarterback not doing. And it, that's one thing that was nice and said, yes, some of the sacks were because Kenny Pickett stayed in the pocket and held the ball too long. Some of them, you know, some of the great plays was where he was able to escape the pocket and make something happen, which was some good stuff. Um here we go. Uh, was asked about Kenny Pickett's growth. He says he's improving in all areas. Asked about Demonte KZ, and he said he's a football lover. He brings energy and he brings communication. Um, it was really nice to see KZ out there and do a nice job on Sunday. It really was. Uh, more about Kenny Pickett. Was asked about maybe having more designed runs for Kenny Pickett, and Coach Tomlin with a great answer says, "You know, you've got to weigh the risk." with the reward, especially at that position, especially at that position of the quarterback position. Um, was asked about um, Mitch Trubisky. Um, you know, he, you know, in practice, he was playing the role of Taysom Hill, catching a pass, and, you know, just being at athletic. Um, was asked, you know, maybe can you incorporate him in your offense? He says he has no intention of making him Taysom Hill, is what is what, is what uh, Coach Tomlin said. He's like, uh, yeah, he's pretty athletic. We have even more athletic guys that can do those things. Um, was asked specifically about M uh, Matthew Wright being the kicker. Coach Tomlin said yes, but you got to think about it. Matthew Wright's on their roster for three games. He has to be because they signed him off another team's practice squad. It's not like you can release him and bring in something else. He's He's got to stay on the roster for for, uh, for two more weeks. Um, but did say about how the entire – the entire unit will be, you know, they need to work to get better um, with that aspect of, of the kicking. Um, was asked about Robert Spillane and, you know, his desire to one day be a coach. If, you know, you see, are you seeing kind of things with Spillane that would say that? And um, Coach Tom says he he sees those in a lot of players. Um, that um, and but those are things that he does see every day when he said that specifically with, with Spillane. Um, but one quote that he had about that, he's like, Don't quit your day job, there's more money in it. In other words, make your money as a player, there's more money in being a player than a coach. Um, was asked about you know filling the gap for, for Chase Claypool. He said it still might take a few games to get that all figured out. Was asked about um, 
some of the run plays where both Frermuth and Gentry were on the field um, at the same time. He says, you know, part of that was no more Chase Claypool. So part of that was just looking at a certain matchup. But yeah, that's that's one of those things that they could be doing. Was asked about the tight end blocking in general. We said they do a good job. He says four three ends can be a challenge. But then he specifically talked about Zach Gentry. He's built like a four three end. He's not your typical tight end. Um, he says, which so therefore, you know, you might not get as much from him as what people would think of a typical tight end in the passing game, but there is value for people that know to look for that value for what he can do. Um, was asked if um, if if Deontay Johnson is dr- drawing so many pass interference penalties, if that can be frustrating. He's like, a lot of things can be frustrating. You have to ask him, but I mean, Deontay Johnson, he, he really, I mean, there was at least one play that if they don't, if they don't interfere on him, he's probably got a huge play, if not a touchdown. So he's getting open, and teams are basically saying, uh-uh, we can't give up that play to you. We'd rather take the interference call. Um, so hopefully Deontay Johnson doesn't get frustrated too much with that because he really is helping the team with that. Anytime he can draw those penalties, those are great. Um, Coach, then he was asked about you know some various things and players saying stuff. He's like about the team getting better. And Coach Thomas says, I'm open to anything that has it to get better. Um, we were two and six going into the bye. You know, you you were going to do some things different because we have to. We we weren't winning games, so he's open to anything. Um, with that to get better. Um, was asked about you know the the slants and using the middle of the field. Um, he said you know was it you know to, to you know making it a cognitive thing of doing that. And he says it's it's just the desire to find open space. And that could be based on the matchup. He did talk about them being down some corners in game. Um that um that he was asked about any specific players that have been helping to change. Coach Tom didn't fall for it. He didn't answer any question, didn't list any players specifically. He said, that's my job to inspire the change that's going on. Was asked about just the magnitude of giving getting TJ Watt back. And he's like, he brings more than playmaking. He just brings an energy and everything to the entire unit. Was asked about, you know, players like that in the past. He's like, he's coached for a long time and he's had a number of players that are like that on the defense. Because if you don't have those players, you're not going to have a very great unit. He didn't name names, but I think we have an idea of he he talked about, you know, um potential po- defensive player of the year type players. So we can have an idea of, of who Coach Tomlin's talking about there. Um was asked about Kenny Pickett's ankle. And if it's fine, he said yes. Short answer. Um was asked more about, you know, can you use Demonte KZ if Mink is back? He's like, yeah, we we you know we've got to use our guys. And the last question that he was asked, um, significant question he was asked, was something about Cam Hayward made a comment about, about, um, oh yeah, well, Minka was kind of grumpy at, at the walkthrough on Saturday, but he's always grumpy, so we didn't think anything of it. So Coach Tom was asked, is Minka grumpy? And Coach Tom's like, yeah, Minka's grumpy. And that's how they finished everything out. So it was a good press conference. It's always great to have one coming out of a win, but big AFC North matchup coming up on Sunday at home in Pittsburgh, Acrisure Stadium. The Bengals are going to be fired up. You know, they want to avenge that previous loss. The Steelers are wanting to stack wins. They haven't stacked wins all season. Uh, I mean, if technically you could say they stacked home wins because they won two home games in a row, but they had two away games in the middle of it. So you can't really count that. So uh, they're underdogs, of course, with the Bengals coming in, but the Steelers to see if they can, they they know they've got to keep getting better. 
They know that what they did on Sunday, they might have made some great steps in certain things, but they've got to not take the things that they did well for granted and improve the things that they can still improve upon. So there it is. The Steelers will be practicing this week. We'll have plenty of coverage on both the podcast side and at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll have injury reports. We'll have those kind of updates of things as, as things go on. And um, let's see what this team can do now that now that they've got another victory under their belt. So uh, that wraps up the press conference. And as I have to say to finish these off each week, go Steelers. 